Hello, this is the Journey Till podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Alexa Castellanos is a professional ballet dancer and a model. Please help me welcome Alexa to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so excited to have you here on the show. I must say, I've had many people on the show. You are my first professional ballerina to be on the show. So I'm excited to talk to you about so many things, but especially that. I'm very intrigued. I want to start off by talking about COVID. How has COVID, the pandemic, affected your career at this moment, the entertainment business right now? COVID has definitely affected the entertainment business in terms of like performing in front of audiences and that. A lot of my performances have been postponed and canceled, unfortunately, due to COVID. So I did have a few performances maybe over a year ago, but because of COVID and that, yeah, a lot of my performance opportunities uh, in terms of performing to a live audience, uh, they've been canceled and postponed, uh, unfortunately. How does that affect you or has that affected you? How do you um, mentally deal with what's going on? And, you know, I think sometimes... I should say in certain professions, sometimes people may not think of people in a profession like yours, um, where you've had to just kind of halt and and halt for a while here when it comes to live performances and so forth. Um, What do you do to kind of stay focused and how do you mentally stay okay and thrive during these times? I think it's very important to take care of yourself, number one, during these times, especially when I'm a performing artist and I love performing to a live audience and, um, you know, putting myself out there and that. So the fact that I can't perform to any live audiences right now, um, I've just been taking care of myself mentally and physically. So continuing to work out, uh, take care of my body, um, you know, doing yoga, Pilates in my apartment, and also just like trying to find the positive right now and be inspired and making sure when I come out of this, I'm even more, um, I'm a better human, you know, and a better performer. So I've also just been doing um, like freestyle dancing in my apartment and putting on music and kind of expressing myself in that sense, in that way, you know? That's so awesome. I mean, cause who would have thought, here we are, what, a year and a half into this and with all these different variants and so forth that's still going on. Um, it's amazing that you've been able to find a a beautiful way to deal with it at this time. Yeah, I'm trying my best. It's hard because, you know, I'm a performing artist and my whole life I've been performing and traveling and, you know, that's limited now and I'm not able to do a lot of that. So it's, uh, it's definitely tough though. I think the performing arts and, you know, the dancers, actors, models, and, you know, have really been affected obviously during this time because there's really no sets happening and and performance opportunities and travel and and all that you know and the positive end is that of that is that you're also you're not just a ballerina you're also an amazing model a professional model and you've been able to thrive in that capacity um talk a little bit about your your modeling career and um maybe how you've been able to lean on that on that side of your of, of you know of, of your career during this time of the pandemic it happened like organically and naturally. I never really wanted to model, but while I was dancing professionally in, a, in New York City, I was um, discovered for my first swimwear runway show for Eugenia Swimwear. And um, 
ever since then, and with building my portfolio and doing more photo shoots with different photographers, I've been able to do a lot. I've done um, a lot of um, commercials at this point and runway, a lot of like Punjabi Bollywood music videos modeled in those. And um, luckily with the modeling side, I've been able to do a lot of virtual castings and I've still been able to book some work in regards to that. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, rules and regulations on set and that, but luckily, um, some commercials and that are still going on. So I've been able to book still. That's, that's a good thing. I think, it is. right. Yeah. Yes. Because look at the, the people, you know, it's, you're so fortunate that you've been able to thrive in that capacity. There's people I'm sure that they don't have enough, anything else to lean on. And it's just, you know, really, really, what do you do? Very true. No, I, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to um, model still and book work and do the work, you know, and go on set and, and be able to, you know, execute and like still work essentially. So uh, I'm very fortunate that I have that kind of outlet too and that um, that talent to do so. In regards to your 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 ballet career, I, what I found to be so intriguing as I was just preparing for this interview with you is that as a very young child, you were actually scouted as a ballerina and you were conducted into the National Ballet School in Canada. Tell us about that experience. What was that like? Um, like, take us into your world in that time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a small town girl. I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, small prairie land. And I was dancing at a recreational dance school uh, called Shelly Shear. And I did tap, jazz, and ballet. And I really didn't think of myself as, you know, really a good dancer. I didn't really want to be a professional at any point. But um, the National Ballet came to Winnipeg uh, when I was 11 and were scouting uh, ballet dancers for their uh, company and school in Toronto. And one of my best friends at the time said she wanted some support. She wanted to audition. She wanted to be a ballet dancer. And I said, okay, fine, I'll go. Didn't really want to go, but I was like, okay. So I go and uh, I ended up getting a scholarship and um, I moved to Toronto when I was 11 and I started professional dancing at 11. So it happened accidentally, yet it was so meant to be because my first love was ballet and I feel just so incredibly blessed for the life I've been able to have with my ballet career. It's um, a beautiful art form and I, I just feel so lucky, you know. I fell I know. in love with ballet, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just so like so mesmerizing to me to, to hear. So you're 11 years old and you're literally touring at that time. Um, can you share an experience that happened? Is there something that you can share with the audience, with our listeners and viewers, um, a, a, a great thing or a bad thing or just an experience in general that you can recall during that time period that you feel uh, may have helped mold you or shape you into the woman that you are today? I definitely think moving away from home at such a young age, I definitely had to grow up fast and kind of fend for myself. But one of my best experiences, I would say when I was 11, I feel to be honest, if I wasn't getting support from like the ballet staff and getting like promoted in the school and getting roles and um, performing as much as I did at that time, I don't think I would have been able to handle being away from home um, at that time because when I was 11, actually, I was um, cast as uh, Clara in the Nutcracker. I was the youngest one to be casted uh, in the production in the company for the National Ballet of Canada. I was casted as young uh, Clara for the, for the Nutcracker. And I got a, obviously a lot of attention and praise from that. And while I was dancing with the National Ballet, um, you know, I was being promoted a lot and getting, a, I got a lot of good roles. So I think 
that definitely helped because I was very homesick. So I think if I didn't get the attention and the approval from the ballet staff, you know, during that time, it would have been very difficult for me to continue pursuing ballet because I didn't even really know what I was doing. I was 11. You know, I, I don't think I really grasped what I was actually doing and how talented I was and what hard work was kind of laid ahead of me. Wow. And I bet that probably is something that helps you when you perform, when you model, have you thought about ever acting or getting into the acting world? You know, I have thought about it and I've, I've um, gone to a few castings where they've asked me to act more, or, you know, say this dialogue and memorize these lines and I've been able to do it. And I've actually booked a few things. Um, so I feel like I could dabble more into it, you know, and I think that's a big possibility. So you never know. You never know where, where life will take you because I, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. You just, you never, and, we, and it's like, hopefully, we you know we all have a long life to live. And if you think about it in that perspective, there's a lot that can happen in that lifetime. So why not do it? Why not go for it? Why not try it? Yeah. I know some of your modeling projects. Let's see, see, real estate commercial for home life, higher standards. Uh, I know that you also were a part of a series of one of the biggest music India labels, uh, film production companies, and you'll be featured as the lead model and actress in a music video that's coming out soon. I don't know if you can actually share any details on that project, but if you can, um, what can you share with us? Yes, actually very exciting. Um, it's one of the biggest Indian labels, uh, record labels. Uh, it's called T-Series, and I was the lead model and actress in the music video, and uh, it actually just came out a few days ago, and uh, it's on YouTube with 30 million subscribers, which is crazy to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and um, yeah. so far it has um, 2.4 million views, and I'm getting a lot of good feedback, and um, I actually danced a bit in the video as well, so it kind of showcased my dancing ability and my acting and modeling, so um, definitely one of my favorite videos so far. I think I've done. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. I was going to, that leads me to my next question. I was going to ask you so far as you're, you know, knocking out all these modeling projects, what has been your, you know, what's been your favorite project so far? What's been the project that you've, you said, okay, this is the one, this is something that's really special to me. To be honest, I think every project and casting and job I've booked with modeling has actually been quite special and unique has kind of stood out in its own way. Um, but I, one that really stands out to me actually is when I, um, it was my first runway uh, show I did in Toronto and I was actually the shortest model to get uh, casted. And it was for Toronto Fashion Week for a beautiful designer named uh, Anisha Kumar. She's an Indian uh, designer. And that really stood out to me because I was very nervous yet very calm during my walk, but like, it was just such a surreal moment because um, I had been the shortest girl casted. So it just felt, I just felt very lucky to be walking this, you know, beautiful designers uh, clothing. And um, she actually like booked me because of like my hair and like other little things. So it's like, sometimes it's not always like, you know, the cookie cutter thing that you need to bring to the table. Like you kind of need to show up as yourself. And sometimes that is enough, you know, you don't need to be five, eight and so in my case, yeah, I'm 5'5", five five and I, I booked it. And so that was really cool, I think. Yeah. Kudos to you. Absolutely. It's just being yourself. And I, I'm a true believer that what is for you is really for you. No one can take that from you. And so when it's your time, it's your time and you just go for it. Um, yeah. Being that you are in an industry that's really based on beauty, what are some things that you do uh, to keep yourself, you know, in 
what some may would say, you know, consider beautiful. Or is, are there certain things you go on? A, do you do something special to your face? Do you go on a spa, you know, spa dates? You're like, what? What's your day to day like, or that you do to prepare, you know, keep yourself up to par for your job? To be honest, I actually don't do too too much. I mean, I um, I'm a pretty simple girl. Then the day uh, when I'm not on set, I don't like to wear makeup all too much. Um, but I do feel like you have to take care of your body and your mentality. So for me, it's important to work out my body. Um, I love to run. So I'll, I'll try and run every day. Um, also, you know, getting enough sleep, water, trying to maintain a healthy diet, um, to kind of keep the energy going as well, because I'm on the go a lot. And, you know, I could get a call the next morning for a shoot for that goes on for two days and I have to be prepared. So I always have to be prepared, if that makes sense, uh, mentally and physically. Um, so I would say like sleeping well, uh, having a well-balanced diet and working out for me has definitely helped. Uh, yeah. I mean, getting that body, moving that body, isn't it um, amazing? Just like that one I was getting ready to say one simple task, but literally that one component, when you add that component into your day, it does a worldwide of things for your, for you, for your mental component, for everything. Um, it's so important. Very to true. Your yeah, definitely. And it gets you out of your head because I tend to get in my head a lot and I'm such a perfectionist. So yeah, you know, working up a sweat, working out really does help mentally and physically. And you know, you look better too. Like, you know, that's just like a bonus, but I don't do it for the, the body sense. I do it more actually for my mental state. But it is, it's a little, it's the cherry on top, right? I mean, you look better, yeah. you look better, you feel better. It's like, why not? Why are you not doing it? Um, in this social media, you know, age that we're in right now, sometimes, you know, it's easy to, to swipe through and compare yourself. Oh, they're doing this or they're doing that or compare yourself to someone else of how they look or what they may have on. What do you do um, to get yourself to avoid those types of pitfalls that some people go in um, with social media? How do you avoid that for yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, in that aspect, social media is not the best at times. Um, especially for, for, for actually anybody in any field. I just don't think it's the healthiest. Um, I do compare myself. I'm getting a lot better with that. I tend to unfollow people that I used to maybe check up on a lot, whether that was a model, an actress, a dancer, uh, unfollow them because I don't really, why do I need to see what they're doing daily or monthly and what they're booking? Like uh, we all have our different paths and journeys. And I feel that, you know, what's meant for me will be, and I'll book it when I meant to book it. So I think you have to help yourself out as an individual and unfollow people that may be kind of not healthy for you in a sense to keep looking at. So, and also limit, limiting your time on, on online, I think is crucial, you know, whether that's uh, even just Google or Instagram or Facebook or what, you know, yeah, I, you have to like monitor that and you have to like take responsibility for that. I feel, you know, nobody else can do that for you. That's a good point. I love what you just mentioned about unfollowing people. Do you ever, do you ever feel bad when you unfollow or do you just do it with, is it really a sense of not to sound cliche, but like a sense of self-love when you're doing it, it's your boundary. Yes, I agree. I, I it's like a boundary. It's, it's out of self-love. It's not that I don't support this person or I don't want to be inspired by them, but when it starts to affect you negatively, you have to take the power back, right. In a sense and be like, no, you know what? I don't need to follow them and check up on them. 
What are three tips, three tips that you can provide to a listener or viewer um, who may be a professional ballerina uh, out there? What are some tips that you can provide for them? First off, you need to love it because uh, mentally and physically, it's very hard and very draining. Uh, be patient and work really, really hard because it's very competitive and um, but there's a lot of talented people that don't work that hard, that don't make it. And I've seen that firsthand. So I feel like work ethic kind of will take you there. You know, that's the one thing that will separate you. If you have that like determined, like crazy work ethic that will outshine maybe somebody who's more talented than you. It's the passion and, and work ethic, I would say, because a lot of talented people don't make it. And why is that? I mean, you know, there's luck and other things like that, but it's also work ethic. And, and the discipline and putting in the work every single day, you know, and not being discouraged and not letting little things uh, get to you, you know, finding that inspiration within yourself. What are you, know? you, what about for yourself? What is your passion? What, what are you most passionate about? Um, what keeps you ticking? What keeps you going? I think it's connecting with people and connecting with an audience, whether that's through my ballet movement and performing on a stage or at a theater or at an event or it's even with my modeling or, you know, being in a music video or a commercial, I think it's just connecting with people and expressing myself through my body and my face. And I don't know, leaving a good impression and leaving somebody better than when I met them. You know, I just, I really try and leave that with every, you know, director, singer, um, dancer I've ever worked with. I think uh, that's really important. So I just try and leave a good energy and good spirit at the end of the day, you know? Yes, that's what it's all about is the energy. Um, I feel like that's for me. Um, I, I personally think that you flow off energy. I can, have you ever just walked into a room and you can feel it? You're like, okay, something doesn't feel right. Or even if it's, if something is starting off bad, I will stop for a minute and say, wait a minute, let's clear the energy because you can, it, it, it does linger. It carries over until you clear, you have to really clear the air. It's, it's important. It's crucial. I totally agree with you. It's, it, it is crucial and is important, you know, so um, yeah, I, I think I just try to leave people in good spirits, you know, like as silly as that may sound, even with like modeling or ballet dancing, but it's true. Like the energy you bring to set, you know, resonates with people and people feel that. And, you know, I, I'm, and they'll continue to book you if, if you leave a good impression and have a good energy. Right. And you're getting booked. So you're doing something right. You're doing a lot. Oh, right. What's I'm next? Trying. What is next for you? Oh, you're doing a good job. You know what? I kind of want to dabble maybe into the acting world, to be honest. I feel that uh, that might be quite interesting. And I think bringing my modeling and ballet background to that too, possibly, you know, but there's quite a few uh, other music videos coming out that I've done with a few uh, Bollywood and Punjabi singers, which I'm excited about. And um, a commercial, actually an international commercial is coming out soon for Jamaican patties for uh, Grace Foods. So you might see me eating a Jamaican patty. <laughs> Oh, that sounds exciting. When are you expecting that to be out? This upcoming new year, hopefully, uh, I think February or March. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you. What are your spiritual practices? Are you spiritual? Do you meditate um, or, you know, or, or do you vision board? Do you, you know, are you religious? What, what's your, are you, are you spiritual? And if so, what does that look like for you? Um, I would say I'm a bit spiritual in the sense of I'm very much into like manifestation 
and affirmations. I think that's crucial and important. You know, how you talk yourself, how do you talk to yourself? You know, like speaking to yourself nicely, uh, writing things out. Um, I believe in a higher power. I believe that, you know, somebody's looking down on us and I feel that things are meant to be. So I, I am definitely spiritual in a sense, I would say. Um, but I'm very much about energy, you know, putting out good energy and I'll come right back to you. And the opposite is true too. I feel like if you're negative and you think poor me and you have that victim mentality, I think that's not, that's not going to go well for you, you know, cause we all, we all have stuff going on. Right. So it's, it's what you do with that negative energy, put it to good use, good it to good power, you know, be good to people still, you know, absolutely. Because it does, it's, it circles, it circles back to you, uh, one way, shape or form. I, I agree with you. Uh, when you say that, what does your circle look like? My circle, it's funny. I'm, it's, it's very small and I'm very like protective of the people around me and I'm quite a private person. So, um, a lot of my friendships and family and relationships and that I kind of keep private. I'm very protective of it just because I do have this image online and, you know, people may know who I am and have seen me in videos and see my Instagram with a following in that. So, um, my circle is um, very good. I love the people around me, but I keep it private, you know, and I think that's that's what makes me feel best, you know? Yeah, I'm the same way. So I totally get it. I That's the one question I try to remember to ask each person that comes on the show. Everyone has a different answer, which is very interesting to me because most people that are on the show, um, you know, are a celebrity of some sort. And it's very interesting for me to hear their response. Um, but what I will say is consistent. I feel that I of the responses that I get is that that circle, no matter if it's, you know, super small or a handful of, you know, I would say, it's still a handful of people, but it's, it's trusted, a trusted circle. And I think that it's important for people to understand that and realize that. No, yeah, that that's crucial. Like a, a trustworthy, good circle, I think is, is key to like a lot of people's success too. Like you have to look at who's, who you're surrounded by and who you kind of let in your circle. Like I made the mistake of letting people in who I shouldn't have. Right. So it's a learning process too. Right. Um, you, you slowly learn that, but yeah. And unfortunately we, we tend to learn it by bad things. You know, it's like the, I don't want to say it that way, but I feel at least, you know, I, I learn a lot when something goes wrong and I'm like, you know what? Okay. I know the next time I do this a little bit differently. And uh, that's, yeah. what's so interesting about life. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. And I agree. Like you, you live and you learn, right? So can you finish the sentence for me? I am a daughter Ooh. and a master of Ooh. <laughs> Forgiveness. Mm. Oh, I love that. Who can control my own emotions? Mm. You're a very deep person. I love that. Oh, that was good. When you said you're a master of forgiveness, how did you get to that point in life? How did you get to understanding the importance of forgiveness? Uh, dive into that for me, if you don't mind. I had something... I'm not going to get into it, but something happened like two years ago to me. And I had to dig deep in that moment in time and find forgiveness for that person and for what happened. Because if I didn't, um, I don't know if I would be here, to be honest, you know, like not to get deep like that, but I, you have to forgive people 
um, because it's baggage at the end of the day and um, it's only going to eat you alive. It's only going to eat you away. And I want to live a good life and a fulfilled life and be happy. So forgiveness and also too, it's, it's not for the other person. It's essentially for you. You'll, you'll sleep better at night. Like you'll be a better person coming out of that when you forgive the people who did you wrong, you know? Absolutely. And I think it's important to mention when you forgive that person, it doesn't necessarily always mean you forgiving them. Forgiving them means, okay, you're in, you know, engulfing them and they're embracing them to be back in your life. It doesn't mean that either. I think no. it's forgiving them for the situation, releasing it and being able to move forward with grace. And, um, and I had to learn that too. I used to think, oh my God, forgiving them. That means that I'm forgiving them. I have to let them back in. I have to do no, 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 it doesn't mean that. It just means understanding that no one's perfect, understanding that we all make mistakes, understanding that, you know, under putting understanding on there, whatever the situation yeah. is and knowing how you can bounce through it, maybe not with that person by your side, but releasing it in a positive way to move forward. I agree. I think uh, forgiveness is crucial in order to like move on in life and to open yourself up to other relationships and friendships and people. Like um, you don't want to go through life bitter and not forgiving people like it because it, it eats you alive. Essentially, it doesn't really affect the other person. It affects you. So that's what I slowly learned kind of the hard way. And I had to forgive and um, yeah, I'm getting better at it every day, but it's, it is hard though. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. It's not easy for me too. It's a, it's a struggle. It's always been a struggle, but it's something that I continue to work on myself. I remember when I was a little girl, I would complain mm -hmm. about a friend or something. My mom would say to me, Sean, you have to let that go. If you come, if you like a complaint about every friend, you'll have no friends. Oh, like, no you, friends. You know, every, yes. Yeah, you have no friends. At some point, everyone's going to do something wrong or something that's going to, so you have to like understand that. And I think the older that we get, those levels of what it may be may, may shift a bit. But if you put that in perspective, it sometimes right. makes it a little bit easier to, as you maneuver through with life. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, forgiveness also doesn't mean you have to let that person back into your life. It's just, I can forgive you from afar and kind of keep it moving. You know, it, it's important. You know, it's very important. Absolutely. I would like to wrap with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is something oh. that you can tell us about yourself um, that no one knows about you? A secret, if you will. When I was 11, um, I was one test away from my junior black belt in Taekwondo as well. And I had the somewhat of the choice at the time to either train for the Olympics or take the ballet opportunity um, with the National Ballet in Toronto. So I chose ballet, but I could have been quite a Taekwondo uh, lady. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I could have gone to the Olympics. Yeah, I was very good at Taekwondo, so. Well, do you ever, does it ever cross your mind? Do you ever think like, should I have gone? Like, do you ever consider or think about the fact that you should have gone that direction or does it never cross your mind? No, no, it crosses my mind because I really love Taekwondo too. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think like uh, ballet even helped Taekwondo in the sense of like flexibility and coordination and, and stamina and just like certain things. Um, yeah, I wish I could have done both, but you can't always do both, right? So, but yeah, maybe in another lifetime. <laughs> Or maybe in this lifetime, you never know. Maybe it's maybe right, maybe right now while you're still in the mist, maybe just maybe pick up, take a class or something. You never know. 
you know what, maybe I'll do that. Oh my God. If so, please keep me posted and send me, I would just send me a picture at some point. I, I would love to just stay in the loop with that. Cause who knows? I I'm telling you, when you get those inklings, you get those inklings for a reason. So there's, there's something there. Don't ignore that. Maybe I'll be sending you a photo of me flying in the air doing a kick. I would love that. Please do. Please do. Even if it's just for one session, but I bet you, if you tried that one session, you're going to be hooked because you're, I it's, believe it's, so too. It, yeah, it's the passion. It's in there. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I I think it's been very important to learn how to defend yourself. And I think that's what I really enjoyed. You know, I love Taekwondo. Yeah. But what's next? Anything, what's next for you? Um, if someone wants to follow you on your journey right now, how can they go about doing that? How can they stay in tune with you? I would say first and foremost, uh, my website. So uh, www.alexacastellanos.com and also my Instagram. You um is good too. Uh, and that's just Alexa Castellanos. And you can kind of follow me on there and, and see what upcoming projects I'm doing and uh, where I'm performing next and, and all that. So I would say that website and Instagram is the best bet. Okay. Well, I'm a fan. I'll be following along and I'll be waiting for my picture too. Please, please do. <laughs> yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your energy with me today. Uh, thank you for giving me some extra insight into that beautiful world that you're living in, uh, the performing arts world, which I think is an amazing world to be in. So kudos to you. Please come back in the future. I would love to just continue to be following you on your journey. And thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. I would love that. Well, that is it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit. Mm -hmm.